Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hello, hello, hello. Well, oh my goodness me. It is very, very good weather here today. It's not too hot. It's a little bit of a breeze, uh, which I like. Um, but there's blue sky and I've got my washing hung out already. Ah! <laughs> I've been up a long, long time. <laughs> Enough to do washing already. Oh, my goodness me. So what am I going to do today? Just relax. That's what I'm going to do today. I have decided I'm not going anywhere. Um... My children can just play in the garden. Um, might, a little bit might take them um, to the park a little bit later. But um, apart from that, I'm not doing anything. I don't even know what I'm having for dinner today. Uh, I think it might be just whatever is in the cupboards or whatever is in the freezer. <laughs> if I can find something, I will make it. But if not... We could go hungry because <laughs> I'm not going shopping, um, but I'm sure they won't go hungry. We're sure we've, we've got lots of things in there. Um, so, right. What's your favourite tea? What is your favourite meal to have from anything, anything at all? What would you if you could have if somebody said to you, right, you could have um, anything to eat for tea? or for dinner, whichever you call it, um, that you want, what would you choose? I would love to know. So that is going to be the question today. Favourite meal? Mm. Do you know what? Mine would be Chinese. I love Chinese food. Um, don't have it very often because it's quite expensive to feed everybody with um, a takeaway. So we don't have takeaways very often. But if I could have anything to eat, it would be a Chinese. And I don't know what I'd have because I'd have I like most things in a Chinese. <laughs> but oh, my goodness me, um, that would definitely be. So what would your favourite not necessarily a takeaway. Um, I also love cottage pie oh, and sausage and mash. Oh, yes. <laughs> now I'm being, I'm making myself very hungry. I don't know what I'm going to eat. I don't like pizza very much um, because I don't like tomato sauce. So, um, but anyway, there you go. That's my favourite meal would be Chinese. If that was going to be my last ever meal, I think. Um, right. So, what about the riddle yesterday? Did you get it? It was from Geo, wasn't it? So, um, it said, what goes back and forth constantly, but never in a straight line? What was it? Mm -hmm. Well, it's a pendulum. There you go. Ha, 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 ha. And although we've got lots and lots and lots of riddles still from Geo, because she sent me a whole two pages full of um, riddles, uh, I'm actually going to veer off one and go to Luna 
you sent us in a riddle today to share. So here goes. Luna's riddle is there are 30 people on a boat. Okay. But there's also not a single person on the boat. What? How could that be? If there are 30 people, surely there's 30 people. But there's not a single person on the boat. I don't understand this. So, Luna, you have confused me. <laughs> it's a good job you added the um, the uh, answer to the riddle, because otherwise I would have been one confused Sarah. Um, so let's see who can get that one. Um, so thank you very much for that, Luna. Uh, right. So the true or false question from yesterday was true or false lightning can be seen first because the speed of light travels quicker than the sp speed of sound is that true or false well andrew you knew the answer to that one it was true of course Faster than the speed of light. No, it's definitely faster than the speed of sound. So I've got one today. Is this true or false? I love these questions. I really love the fact that we've incorporated these now. Is this true or false? An octopus has five hearts. Ooh. True or false? <laughs> I don't know. So somebody's going to have to tell me. Um, right. So what um, about our fun facts? Well, we've been learning about a little bit about the solar system, haven't we? So we've learned about um, astronomy, the solar system, the sun and the moon um and the earth we learned about yesterday so how about orbits stars and galaxies Ooh, that sounds good doesn't it and it also gives you a little bit of a, a tester to try out so orbits what are they who knows well an orbit is a path around a central point so it's something that keeps going around the same path all the time so the path can be circular or oval and the moon travels in an orbit around the earth and the earth and the other planets travel in orbits around the sun so there you go um the moon never stops moving around our planet, just doesn't stop. So why doesn't it stop? Well, gravity is a pulling force, okay? And the Earth's gravity pulls on the moon and this keeps the moon moving in its orbit. If the Earth had no gravity, the moon would just fly off into space somewhere. <laughs> and if you send a rocket or something into space okay so well rocket uh, you know satellites and things 
So rockets launch satellites and spacecraft into space. But to stay in an orbit around the Earth, they have to reach a speed of 28,000 kilometres or 17,400 miles per hour. Now, if they don't reach that and if they're not fast enough, they will just crash back down to Earth. So it's essential that they are fast enough to reach those speeds. So there you go. Now, to experience an orbit is simple. All you have to do is tie an object like a ball or a, even a stone or something like that. OK, tie it to a piece of string, but please make sure that you've got it firmly tied and you're not just going to let it go flying. Go to an open space, preferably where there are no windows, just in case, <laughs> and whirl it round. OK. Um, you don't have to whirl it round your head, but you can do. Um, you can just whirl it round in front of you. You are pulling on the string to keep the object in an orbit around your hand. So your hand is like the Earth. The string is like the Earth's gravity pulling on the object. And the object is like the moon orbiting the Earth. So there you go. That's how you can experience um, an orbit. And all it takes is a piece of string and an object of your desire, your choice. <laughs> so that's orbits. OK, stars and galaxies. Ooh. Every star okay, is a giant ball of hot going gas. Our sun is a star. Um, it looks different from the other stars in the sky because it's much closer to us. Galaxies are enormous families of stars. That's what, if you say in the galaxy, you're basically saying the stars. Um, the sun belongs to its own, to our own galaxy, sorry, not its own, which is called the Milky Way. Billions of galaxies are scattered throughout the universe. Wow, 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 wow. So, oh, excuse me. Stars do not live forever, okay? They don't last forever. They're born and they die just like everything else. Our sun at the moment is about 5,000 million years old. In about another 5,000 million years, it will swell and become a red giant. Okay. Its outer layers will blow away. And eventually, it will just completely fade away. Bigger stars, so bigger stars than the sun, swell and become red supergiants, then they explode. They don't just blow away, they explode. And these massive explosions are called 
supernova. There you go. So different types of stars have different life cycles. So they all start with clouds of gas and dust forming new stars. And it all depends whether they go to be carry on to be a large star or a medium small star. Okay, so if they become a medium or a small star um, throughout their life expectancies and life cycle, um, they have the cloud of gas and dust forming the star. Then it becomes a medium or a small star. Then it becomes a red giant. Then all the outer layers blow off and then it becomes a white dwarf planet. Um, so or white dwarf star sorry okay if when all these clouds of gas and dust forming the new stars produce a large star it becomes it swells and becomes a red supergiant and then it explodes and is a supernova and then it becomes a neutron star okay so our yellow sun is a medium-sized star it's bigger than a dwarf star but it's smaller than a super giant star okay so inside the star, we we found out yesterday because how the or we found out how the the sun wasn't yesterday, the day before. Hydrogen gas in a star changes into helium gas, and that's um, that change produces heat and light, and every star keeps sh shining for billions of years because of this change. That's what keeps it up there. Now star colour this is confusing because normally if you think about um i don't know red you think hot don't you if you think blue it's more of a cool colour so the colour of a star tells us its surface temperature the hottest stars are white or bluish I mean, you do get white hot. That's you do do say sometimes that it goes so hot that it goes white. But I always think of red or orange as really hot. But the coolest stars look red. How weird is that? It's the other way around. Our sun is yellow, and that means that its temperature is in between the two extremes. So it's not massively, massively, massively hot. Well, it is, but it could get hotter and it could be cooler. So tomorrow we will learn more about galaxy shapes and sizes and crashing galaxies and asteroid, ast astronoids, no, asteroids and comets and what they are. Um, I love this book. This book is really interesting. Um, so let's have a looky, looky, look. Um, what days is it today apart from being Wednesday, halfway through the week, if you're working? 
however i'm not <laughs> um so we've got uh wednesday and it's the 23rd of august so 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 it is also national cuban sandwich day what on earth is a cuban sandwich um i didn't know what a cuban sandwich was i had to google it a cuban sandwich is pork juicy pork juicy pickles spicy mustard inside crispy bread not sure whether i'd like it or not i love the pork and i like pickles not a big fan of mustard and i like crispy bread so i might like it as long as it's not too spicy um it's also cheap flight day so go catch a flight go catch an aeroplane it's supposed to be cheap today i bet it's still not cheap for me and cheap enough for me to afford it <laughs> Um, and I love this one, National Ride the Wind Day. Okay, so these this is the day when you're supposed to go out bungee jumping or parachuting or something awfully, awfully dangerous <laughs> like that. Um, I'm going to give that one a miss, I think. I don't fancy bungee jumping or parachuting or hang gliding or anything else but maybe i'll go and fly a kite that's kind of the same thing isn't it um i might give my children if there's enough breeze out there i might give my children kites to fly <laughs> they can ride the wind i don't think i want to um national sponge cake day oh now that was one i can get behind absolutely love sponge cakes so chocolate sponge cake plain sponge cake nutty sponge cake oh jammy sponge cake oh dear me just any kind of sponge cake i've done nothing but talk about food today have i um so what 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 i asked yesterday if you'd ever suffered from or not suffered but um ever had the feeling of deja vu where you feel like you've done something before um or you feel like you've heard something before even though you haven't um mia you said you've never had that feeling um it can be quite disconcerting believe me um because i've had it sometimes and i've thought i'm sure i know know this i've done this before but then i think no i haven't it's quite a, a weird feeling. Um, so, yeah, I hope you never get it. <laughs> um, and Andrew, not only did you get the, the true or false question correct, well done. Um, you have another joke. I do love jokes. Um, doctor, doctor, I keep thinking I'm a telephone. Well, if you're not better in a week, give me a ring. <laughs> oh i love that one that's so funny um so thank you very much for that one um andrew and that's all the messages i've got i don't have any messages how awful so it looks like the next thing on the agenda is 
the story and it's called 13 o'clock well now i wonder what 13 o'clock is about i wonder if it's a nice story of course it is so here we go once upon a time i do love stories that start once upon a time once upon a time, Sandy was walking home from school when he saw an extra fine dandelion clock. I do love those. What a beauty, he said, picking it with its stalk. I wonder if it will tell me the right time. Have you ever done that? He blew it. Puff! A cloud of fluffy white seeds flew away. There were plenty left on the clock. He blew again. More fluff flew away on the breeze. Puff, 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 he counted as he blew. One o'clock, two o'clock, three, four, five, six o'clock, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock. Thirteen o'clock. Oh, my goodness. At the thirteenth puff, there was no fluff left on the dandelion clock at all. It was just an empty stalk. And then things began to happen. A noise of little voices was heard and Sandy looked down at his feet. Round him was a crowd of pixies shouting loudly. Did you say 13 o'clock? Hi, did you say 13 o'clock? Yes, said Sandy in astonishment. The, the dandelion clock said 13 o'clock. Oh my goodness, 13 o'clock only happens once in a blue moon, cried the biggest pixie. Whatever shall we do? Why, what's the matter, asked Sandy? What are you so upset about? Don't you know, shouted all the pixies together. Why, at 13 o'clock, all the witches from Witchland fly on broomsticks and if they see any elf, pixie, brownie or gnome out of fairyland, they catch them and take them away. Oh dear, goodness gracious, whatever shall we do? Sandy felt quite alarmed. Oh, do they take little boys too, he asked. We don't know, but they might, answered the biggest pixie. Hark, can you hear the witch's wind blowing? Sandy listened. Yes, a wind was blowing up and it sounded a funny sort of wind, all kind of whispery and strange. That's the wind the witches use to blow their broomsticks along, said the pixies. Little boy, you'd better run home quickly. But Sandy wasn't going to leave the little pixies alone. They were frightened, so he felt he really must stay and look after them. I'll stay with you, he said, but do you think you could make me as small oh, as you? Because if I'm as big as this, the witches will see me easily and catch me. Oh, that's easy to do, said the biggest pixie. Shut your eyes, put your hands over your ears and whisper. Hoona looky aloe pie. Three times to yourself. 
then you'll be as small as we are. When you want to get big again, do exactly the same thing, but say the magic words backwards. Sandy felt excited. He shut his eyes and covered his ha ears with his hands. Then he whispered the magic words three times. And lo and behold, when he opened his eyes again, he was as small as the pixies. They crowded round him, laughing and talking. I'm Gobbo, said the biggest one. This is my friend Twinkle. Sandy solemnly shook hands with Gobbo and Twinkle. Then, as the wind grew louder, the pixies crowded together in alarm and looked up at the sky. Where shall we go to hide? said Twinkle. Oh, quick! Think of somewhere, somebody, or the witches will be along and will take us all prisoners. Everyone thought hard. And then Sandy had a good idea. As I came along, I noticed an old saucepan thrown away in the head, she said. Let's go and find it and get under it. It will hide us all beautifully. Off went all the pixies following Sandy. He soon found the saucepan and by pushing hard, they managed to turn it upside down over them so that it quite hid them. There was a hole inside out of which they could peep. I've dropped my handkerchief, suddenly cried Twinkle, pointing to where a little red hanky lay on the ground, some way off. I must go and get it. No, don't, said Gobbo, you'll be caught. The witches will be along any minute now. Hark how the wind is blowing. But I must get it, cried Twinkle. If I don't, the witches will catch sight of it out there and down they'll all come to see what it is. Then they'll sniff pixies nearby and come hunting for us under this saucepan. Ooh, groaned all the pixies in fright. Well, go and get it quickly, said Gobbo to Twinkle. Hurry up. Twinkle crept out from under the saucepan and everybody watched him anxiously. The wind grew louder and louder and all the tall grasses swayed like trees in the wind. Then there came a sort of voice in the wind and Sandy listened to hear what it said. The witches are coming, the witches are coming, it said in a deep down grumbling sort of voice, rushing into every hole and corner. Sandy peeped through the hole in the saucepan to see what Twinkle was doing. He was dodging here and there between the grasses. At last he reached the place where his red handkerchief lay and he picked it up and put it into his pocket and then oh my goodness the pixies in the saucepan saw the first witches coming they shouted to twinkle and he looked up in the sky there were there they were three witches in pointed hats and long cloaks sitting on long broomsticks flying through the cloudy sky quick twinkle quick yelled sandy and the pixies how they hoped the witches wouldn't see him. He crouched down under a yellow buttercup till they were past and then began to run to the saucepan. There's two more witches coming, shouted the pixies, pointing. Sure enough, <clears throat> excuse me, 
Two more could be seen in the windy sky, much lower down than the others. Twinkle crept under a green stingy nettle and stayed there without movement until the witches had gone safely by. Oh, poor Twinkle, he will be stung, said Gobbo sadly. When the two witches were past, Twinkle ran from beneath the nettle straight to the saucepan and crept underneath in safety. How glad all the pixies were. They crowded round him and stroked his nettle-stung hands and face. Never mind, Twinkle, you're safe here, they said. Look at all the witches now, cried Sandy, peeping through the hole. Oh my, what a wonderful sight. I'm glad I'm seeing this. It certainly was a marvellous sight. The sky was simply full of flying witches and some of them had black cats sitting behind them on the broomsticks. The cats coiled their tails around the sticks and held on like monkeys. It was funny to see them. Does this always happen at 13 o'clock? asked Sandy. Always, said Twinkle solemnly, but 13 o'clock only happens once in a blue moon, as I told you before. The moon must have been blue this month. Did you notice it? Well, no, I didn't, said Sandy. I'm nearly always in bed when it's moonlight. Oh, I say, look, one of the witches has lost her black cat. The pixies peeped out of the hole in the saucepan. Sure enough, one of the black cats had tumbled off its broomstick. It had tried to be clever and wash itself on the broomstick and had lost its hold and tumbled off. It was falling through the air and the witch was darting down with her broomstick trying her best to catch it. She just managed to grab hold of the cat before it fell on the ground. <gasps> but her broomstick was smashed to pieces and the witch rolled over and over on the grass holding the cat safely in her arms. <gasps> she sat up and looked around. When she saw her broken broomstick, she began to howl. It's broken, it's broken, I'll never be able to fly back home. Oh! Sandy was frightened to see the witch rolling over and over. He thought she would be sure to hurt herself. He was a very kind-hearted boy and he longed to go and ask her if he was all right. He began to squeeze himself under the saucepan, meaning to go and see if the witch was hurt. But the pixies tried to pull him back. Don't go, don't go, they whispered, for the witch was quite near. She'll change you into a black beetle. Well, why should she? asked Sandy. I'm going to be kind to her. Besides, she's got a nice face, rather like my granny's. I'm sure she isn't a bad witch. He wriggled himself away from the hands of the pixies and ran over to the witch. She was sitting down on the grass, crying big tears all down her cheeks. The cat was on her lap, still looking frightened. The witch was most surprised to see him. Sandy stopped just by her. She had a very tall pointed hat and a long cloak around her shoulders with silver moons, suns and stars all over it. The cat arched its back and spat angrily at the little boy. 
Um, excuse me, said Sandy politely. I saw you roll over on the ground when your broom broomstick broke and I, I just came to see if you were hurt. Well, said the witch, holding out her left hand, I'm not much hurt, but my hand is a bit cut. I must have hit it against a stone when I rolled over. Oh, I'll tie it up for you with my handkerchief, said Sandy. It's quite clean. The witch looked more astonished than ever. She held out her hand and Sandy tied it up very neatly. Oh, thank you, said the witch. That's most kind of you. Oh dear, just look at my poor broomstick. It's broken in half. I shall never get back to Witchland again. Sandy looked at the broomstick. The broom part was all right, but the stick was broken. Sandy felt in his pocket to see if he had brought his knife with him. Yes, he had. I'll cut you another stick from the head, she said. Then you can fit it into the broom head and use it to fly away with. You're the cleverest, kindest boy I ever met, said the witch. Thank you so much. Most people are afraid of witches, you know, because they think we will change them into black beetles or something. Oh, but that's an old-fashioned idea. The old witches were like that. But... Nowadays, we witches are decent folk, making magic spells that will do no one any harm at all. Well, I'm glad to hear that, said Sandy, hoping that the pixies under the saucepan were hearing it too. He went to the hedge and cut another stick for the witch. He fitted it neatly into the broom head and threw away the broken stick. The witch was very pleased. She said a magic spell over it to make it able to fly. Then she turned to Sandy. Won't you have a ride with me, she asked. It's great fun. I will see that you're safe. Oh, I'd love a ride, cried Sandy in delight. But you are sure you won't take me away to Witchland? I told you that witches don't do horrid things now, said the witch. Do I look like a nasty witch? No, you don't, said Sandy. Well, I'd love to come for a ride. I'd love to. I'd be awfully late for my dinner, but an adventure like this doesn't happen often. He perched himself on the broomstick behind the witch, who took her black cat on her knee. Just as they were about to set off, <clears throat> there came a great clatter and the saucepan nearby was overturned by the pixies. They streamed out, shouting and calling. Take us for a ride too, take us for a ride too. The witch looked at them in amazement. She had had no idea that any pixies were nearby. She laughed when she saw where they had been hiding. Climb up on the stick, she said, I'll give you a ride too. Goodness, there wasn't room to put a blade of grass on that broomstick after all the pixies had climbed up on it. What a squash there was, to be sure. The witch called out a string of magic words and the broomstick suddenly flew up into the air with a jerk. <gasps> Sandy held on tightly. The pixies yelled in delight and began to sing joyfully. All the other witches flying by in the sky 
laughed to see such a crowded broomstick. Sandy did enjoy himself. He was very high up and the wind whistled in his ears and blew his hair straight back from his head. Now we're going down again, said the witch, and the broomstick swooped downwards. It landed gently and all the pixies tumbled off in a heap. Sandy jumped off and thanked the witch very much for such a lovely ride. I must go now, she said. The hour of thirteen o'clock is nearly over and I must return to Witchland. Goodbye, kind little boy, and I'll give you another ride next time it's thirteen o'clock if you wait for me here. I'll take you all the way to Witchland and back. Off she went, she and her black cat, and left left Sandy standing in the grass, watching her fly away. The pixies waved to the witch, and she waved back. Well, that was an adventure, cried the pixies. We'll certainly never be afraid of witches again. Hooray! I wonder what the time is, said Sandy. What comes after 13 o'clock? Is it 14 o'clock? Oh, no, said Twinkle. 13 o'clock just comes and goes. It isn't any time, really. It always comes after 12, but it's always followed by 1, as if nothing had happened in between. Somewhere a church clock chimed the hour. Sandy listened. Then the clock struck one and no more. One o'clock, one o'clock, cried the pixies, their voices growing small and faint. Thirteen o'clock is over. Goodbye. Goodbye. Sandy looked at them. They were vanishing like mist and in a moment or two he could see nothing of them. They just weren't there. I must make myself big again, he thought. He remembered the words quite well. He shut his eyes and covered up his ears. He had to say the magic words backwards, so he thought hard before he spoke. Hi, hello, looky hoona, he said. Oh, sorry about this, can't turn the page. When he opened his eyes again, he was his own size. He set off for home, running as fast as he could, for he was afraid that his mother would be wondering where he was. He ran into the house and found his mother just putting out his dinner. She didn't seem to think he was late at all. You're just in nice time, she said to Sandy. Good boy, you must have come straight home from school without stopping. But mother, ever such a lot has happened since I left school, said Sandy in surprise. I'm dreadfully late. No, darling, it's only just gone one o'clock, said his mother, looking at the clock. Didn't you have thirteen o'clock too this morning, asked Sandy, sitting down to his dinner. What are you talking about, said his mother with a laugh. Thirteen o'clock? Whoever heard of that? That only happens in fairyland, once in a blue moon, I should think. Sandy thought about it. Perhaps it was true. Perhaps thirteen o'clock belonged to the fairies and not to the world of boys and girls. How lucky he had been to have that one magic hour of thirteen o'clock with the pixies and the witch. And next time it was thirteen o'clock, he was going to ride on a broomstick again. Oh, what fun. I do hope it will be thirteen o'clock again soon, he said. Eat up your dinner and don't talk nonsense, said his mother, laughing. 
But it wasn't nonsense, was it? Sandy's going to blow all the dandelion clocks he sees so that he will know when it's 13 o'clock again. And if you blow them too, you may find that magic hour as well. And maybe you will get a little adventure of your own. How exciting. Um, another thing to do with dandelion clocks um, is is really, it's like a magic trick. So you, you pick one, okay, and it's got um, the dandelion clock head on the, on the top. And it's all fluffy and nice. You dip it in some water, so just a, a little cup of water, and you can see, if you do it in glass, it's see-through, you can actually see, while it's under the water, it's soggy and wet and horrible. However, when you pull it out of the glass of water, it's all fluffy and dry again. It's like magic. Magic. Anyway, um... So don't forget, the question today is, what is your favourite meal? What would you have if you could have anything for dinner? Um, so here, that is today's episode. And thank you very much for joining me. Um, and I hope you've enjoyed it. So go out there, have an excellent day. Have an adventure, have, I don't know, whatever you want to do, just do. And I will see you all again tomorrow. But take care and stay safe, whatever you do. Okay? Bye for now.